Simply Abundant Intuitive Hour, The Journey of Attachment, a special series that takes a deep dive into the topic of insecure attachment and why you can't let go. Here's Tracy Crossley. Hey there, hi there, hello there. Welcome back to another podcast. This is number 359. 359. All righty. Another journey of attachment. What is this one? This is a good one. They're all good, right? <laughs> I think I say that every time, like, oh my God, this topic. But I love all the topics I do. Otherwise, I wouldn't do them, right? <clears throat> so this one is emotionally unavailable. What's the cure? Got to know what that cure is, right? Like, uh, as though it's some kind of an ailment, some kind of an illness that you're going to the doctor for. But you, uh, you sometimes feel that way, don't you? Yeah. Okay. So emotionally unavailable people are, guess what? Emotionally unavailable to themselves. Yes, you are. Your relationship with yourself is reflected in the relationships you have with other people. Some people do not think so, and that is because they're not seeing it with total awareness. Everybody always wants to argue with that. Oh, I don't see myself in all the relationships I have. Bullshit, they're all there. There's just things you don't want to see. It doesn't mean everybody's a carbon copy of you walking around. It means that as unavailable as you are to yourself, so are other people to you because the relationship you have with yourself is reflected in the relationship these people have to you. Okay. So I see it with people I have relationships with, if I'm honest with myself, some things I'm like not too crazy about either, but oh, well, and it's not that I'm unavailable at this point, but I see where I treat myself in certain ways, which sometimes are still at times I'll catch myself doing that. Oh, that was stupid or something like that. Right. And, and I can definitely see that reflected in, let's say a relationship I have, but for the sake of this topic, we're going to stick to talking about emotional unavailability because emotional unavailability is so much inside of you because you were brought up like most of us without too much unconditional love. And in that case, you do not know what it is to give yourself attention. If you do not give yourself attention, meaning inside attention, then others will not give you the attention you want either. They never did give it to you. So you may mistake breadcrumbs for attention. How you treat yourself, others treat you. When you're calling someone else unavailable, look at yourself. Become aware of how you operate and what you do. You're emotionally unavailable if you give nothing to you. If you do not give yourself internal attention, you're not available to yourself. If you don't have a relationship with yourself, you're not available to yourself. If you don't give a shit about your feelings, you're emotionally unavailable. If you don't feel a sense of value, you are unavailable to yourself. Because if you were available to yourself in any of those scenarios, you would feel a connection. You would feel a love. You would feel good. That is how I know. So you're emotionally unavailable if you give nothing to yourself. It's impossible to be open and loving to yourself and then put up with behavior from someone else that is not loving or open. Like if someone's unavailable and you are totally available and loving to yourself, you're not even going to have any interest in this person. You're not going to want to keep them around. Not because you're going, oh my God, they're so unavailable. You wouldn't have a point of connection. There would be nothing for you to get there. They could be acting like, I don't know, 
dismissive of you and you would be, okay, see you later because you'd be loving yourself and you'd want to attract other people that are in the same place. Many of us are unavailable and we are empty looking for someone else to fill us up. And there's not attention or meaning we give to our feelings when we're in that situation. It's that you never knew you had value. And as far as your feelings went, you didn't know that they had value either. And meaning value because they're a part of you, right? Even if they're transient, right? Your feelings change, but they're still your feelings. And they probably were very inconvenient to the adults around you as children, so there were ways of getting rid of him, right? Just let me put that to the side. Ooh, I better not ever act like that again because then I might get yelled at or I might feel bad and I don't want to feel those things. So the thing is, the only feelings we often give attention to are those that are in reaction to what we are not getting from another person. Like we will stay stewing in those feelings that we're not getting from somebody else a sense of, fulfillment because it can't because if you're not fulfilling yourself I don't know how the fuck anybody else can fulfill you I mean it doesn't really make sense does it if you can't do something for yourself why do you think someone else can they can't reach inside your body they can't jump inside your body you're the one living inside your body you are the one there so how is it someone else can fix that they can't only you can you have to make a choice so if you don't know, but I'm saying you don't know, because if your feelings were inconvenient to an adult as a child, you probably got rid of those. Like I'm saying, you disown certain parts of yourself that you thought other people might not like. Oh, you're not going to like that because I got yelled at for that before. Ooh, I got in trouble for that one too, or whatever it was. And so there's a part of you that said, yeah, I'm just going to get rid of these things. So People can't give to us what we won't give to ourselves, which means you got to reown parts of yourself. You've got to reown all these little tidbits of things that you put aside and went, oh, that people aren't going to like that. You got to bring them back in. You got to own them. You got to feel them. Because if you have an expectation that someone else is going to fill you up and you think you're going to be okay that way, you're not. It's not true. You're going to be codependent with them. That's a codependent way of living. And then that means that you are both constantly having to fill each other up. And that's like a cheap form of gasoline. That's like putting regular gas in when you're supposed to put 92 in or whatever. Okay. It's you're not helping yourself that way. Because what if something happens to that person? Then you move out of your codependent situation and then you're going to be, oh my God, ah, what's going to happen to me, right? So codependence sort of keeps you in a numb little place. And it doesn't mean if you're codependent that you're emotionally available either. So you have to start doing things that increase your value. So let me give you an example. You're on a date and you meet someone on the first date who knocks your socks off. Wow, they're totally amazing. This person you don't even know at all is the dream you've been wanting. So how do you even know, right? First date? Mm. So you're all about them. Are you about you? You are completely checked out to your true feelings, your connection to yourself. You don't even know. You're sky high. You are in the clouds and you're not connected to you. You're all about the other person. So let's say this person says, okay, I want to see you again. And you get all excited and then they keep putting you off. Like they said, oh, we'll see you on the next weekend. And then something comes up and before you know it, like a month has gone by, right? They're just not as excited as you. And the thing is, it's because you're totally unavailable to yourself. 
and you're hoping that this person who's dismissive of you is somehow the answer to your emptiness inside of you. Instead, they're just a reminder of how you treat yourself like you don't matter. I mean, that is what it is. It is such a reflection of that. It's, I don't really deserve any attention. Oh, good, you're not going to give me attention. But you know what? I'm wired to believe that you're going to give me attention because you're like my dad. And my dad didn't really give me attention, but maybe this time I'm going to get the attention I never got. Okay. And as an adult, it doesn't work the same way because even if you got the attention, you'd still not feel it. You'd need more and you'd need more and more and more and more until you can feel your own feelings. Otherwise, what are you feeling? If you can't feel your own feelings, I'm asking you this, you can't feel your own feelings, what are you feeling? Are you getting high off your thoughts? Are you getting high off expectations? You're not really feeling your feelings. You're thinking up stories that you're reacting to that are giving you reactions. And you're calling those reactions feelings. That's not being emotionally available, okay? All right, call to action. It's a pattern to operate in wanting what you won't give yourself. Avoiding your own feelings which seem, excuse me, which seem unimportant and hoping for attention from someone who can't give it to you. Yeah. Only you can change that. I added the yeah in, but only you can change that. Yes, avoiding your own feelings, which seem unimportant and hoping for attention from someone who cannot give it to you. Mm-hmm. Yep, only you can change that. That was the last part of it. All right. Clients. More than one. I have clients stuck in insecurely attached relationships. I guess I could give them names. You know, I mean, it doesn't really matter because this is kind of why most people show up and work with me is around insecure attachment or emotional avoidance of some sort, you know, anxiety, you name it. Okay. So anyways, I have a lot of clients that are stuck in insecurely attached relationships. And the issue is they have not given themselves an iota of attention. They're hyper-focused on the other people. And they might overperform, give too much, demand, pressure the other people that they are in insecurely attached relationships with. They want consistency. They want consistent attention from someone who's not going to give it to them, who's never given it to them. I shouldn't say that. Who might have given it to them one day out of the last 30. And then that keeps them wanting that level of attention because then they don't have to actually feel their own feelings or deal with themselves. You know, it's like putting a Band-Aid on. It's numbing yourself out, right? You're not actually feeling anything. You're just there going, oh, phew, I don't have to deal with myself. I don't have to deal with those ugly feelings. I can just float on cloud nine that this person's giving to me. And then, of course, when they disappear, whether it's for a day, a week, a month, a year, more, you freak out, right? So anyway, so when you're on this first date, though, you're in that kind of fantasy. And it's not the people that they are attached to that are gone. It's that these people only give so much to them in the form of hope that there is more. So in other words, it's not the disappearing act. It's the reappearing act. It's the uh, fantasy that you attach to these people and hoping that there's something else there. Like you just completely go off the, the rails with it. And that's what happens with my clients. Like they're just off the rails with the attachment. And it's just so incredible how focused they are on other people like each one of them their heads are filled constantly with what the other person is doing 
They're not looking at themselves. They treat it like the other person is the problem. They're constantly waiting for the other person to leave a relationship or to stop being crazy or to finally commit to them in a marriage or to want the other person to stop blaming them or something which they feel makes them feel crappy, shitty, funky, insecure because they're triggered. And it's not about the other person. It's the absolute avoidance of their own feelings and then taking action from them. It scares them. No one gave them permission to feel how they do. And when they are told that they are wrong for how they feel, they feel shame. They feel bad. They want validation. And they're not making the connection that even if they get this other person to change and validate them, that they're still not going to feel any different. They're still going to feel shitty. They're always going to be wanting. So you cannot receive love from others and feel it if you cannot receive love from yourself and feel it. How would you be able to do that? And these are questions I ask them. And this is the stuff we cover in sessions. You know, how's that going to work exactly? And when you really dig deep with these kind of questions, like my clients are, they're like, oh my God, they have to take responsibility. And that's really hard because when you've been emotionally unavailable because you learned this as a kid, it's really hard to break this pattern, but it can be broken. So my clients are all in this, place of, I would say, and I say all in this place, emotional unavailability. And then they're in different places as far as their journey with it. You know, some of them are further along than others because they've been doing the work longer or what have you. And so some of them are starting to really get in touch with their feelings and make more choices from that place rather than always feeling at the whim of these insecurely attached relationships and also, you know, they stop blaming the other person and they're taking responsibility. So what's the happy ending is that they're developing a relationship with themselves. They're upping their value, which is causing them to be more honest with themselves and other people. Important, by the way. Valuing themselves has been hard and they're all afraid of losing the people in their life. But at the same time, what is actually happening is they're switching to feeling the fear. And in, in other words... If they lose these relationships, they're feeling the fear around it. They're feeling, okay, so if that happens, how am I going to feel? And they're realizing that through feeling it, not thinking it, they're starting to feel differently. So they're getting in touch with their feelings. They're becoming available to themselves. You know, they're really in a place of taking care rather than being, I would say, a victim to their own unavailability. Okay? Call to action. It's a pattern to operate in wanting what you won't give yourself. Avoiding your own feelings, which seem unimportant and hoping for attention from someone who cannot give it to you. Only you can change it. Yep, why is this important? Well, you're never going to know real love unless you decide to love yourself. And you're always going to struggle with your relationships and feeling insecure if you do not become available to yourself. And that's so true. So I know what you're thinking. I do not know how to do this. And even if I did, it sounds stupid. <laughs> My feelings are always wrong. I just need to do the right thing. Yeah, these are things that I know people say because they want to stay the victim. They want to stay where this is someone else's problem. This is their fault. You know, I was looking at YouTube the other day and I was laughing because there is so much about not taking responsibility that is so popular. 12 traits of a narcissist and how to deal with them, right? Like, what is that? I'm going to plan my life around a narcissist? Oh, I don't have to be responsible. 
I am good, they're bad. Let me figure out how to deal with them. That doesn't fucking help you. What helps you is taking responsibility for you and changing, meaning it's really not even changing. It's getting rid of all this shit that you carry that doesn't work for you, that stopped working for you a long time ago. Like as a child, it might've worked. As an adult, it doesn't work. So why do you want to carry this crap around? Okay. See, that's the, to me, that's what I would be looking at. I'd be looking at why am I going to lie to myself and give myself a load of crap? Because it's not going to change anything. I can watch a million YouTube videos on how to deal with other fucked up people and never get to my own fucked up shit. Well, that's not going to teach you much. And I used to do it, right? I used to look for um, situations online that would tell me, oh my God, I knew it was him. Ugh, of course it's him. But what was funny is as I was growing and I would look at like these sites, like one of them was called the, the Love Shack and it was like every story known to man of being broken up with. Oh my God. And I would look at the site and I would be caught up in it and I'd be going, oh my God, totally, totally me, totally me. And I'd be looking for hope. Like I'd be reading going, oh my God, there's got to be hope here for me. And the bottom line was as I grew, I became very disenchanted with this stuff because I started to feel really funky. Like it wasn't feeding that hole in me anymore, that emptiness. It wasn't filling it up. I would feel just as empty or just as bad. And then I was like, well, this isn't helping me. This isn't going anywhere. Why isn't this? Because it seems to work for other people. It's not working for me. So, you know, as I grew, I found that those kind of crutches weren't what I was looking for. So hopefully you find that too. Hopefully you find what is in here and the stuff I'm talking about, you apply to yourself and you see that you feel better and you feel happier because this is all about empowering yourself. I'm not adding tools. I'm taking things away shit that you don't need. And all you have to do is shift your focus to yourself. I know it sounds simple, right? It's not that simple, but that's the goal. All right, your tips, three of them. Stop avoiding yourself. Look at how you use other people to distract yourself. See how you remain checked out from your own relationship with yourself. Just observe yourself. Have awareness what you're doing. Oh my God, I'm avoiding myself. Why? What am I afraid of, right? You got to know what's your shit. Two, you must give meaning to your feelings. They matter. It's not about right or wrong. It's to accept them as they are. Three, once you start valuing your feelings, you can start acting in ways that give you value, that give you attention, meaning being connected to your insides rather than caught up in the outside. The call to action the one last time. It's a pattern to operate and wanting what you won't give yourself. Avoiding your own feelings, which seem unimportant, and hoping for attention from someone who cannot give it to you. Only you can change it. Universal right. You have the right to continue chasing after love because you won't treat yourself with it. Or you can choose that you matter enough to receive your own love and validation. Isn't it Rumi that has a poem about this? Yep. All right. Two related podcasts. Number 203, Journey of Attachment, Attraction to Unavailable People. And number 245, Journey of Attachment, Dating Someone Who's in Another Relationship. Both of those are fun times, right? So if you got questions or you got a topic, something, then please email me, podcast at tracycrossley.com. And I will answer questions on my Facebook Live, if possible, every Thursday, 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, noon Eastern Time. And... If you want to take this up a notch and you want to do more than just listen to the podcast, 
I highly suggest that you tune in to my 30-day emotional cleanse for healthier relationships. It's an awesome program. I highly recommend it. Everybody who's taken it has given it flying colors as far as making a change in their life. So I wish that for every single person that signs up. But do something, right? Do the things that are recommended in the podcast. Challenge yourself. Get uncomfortable. Do that because that means you're changing something. If it's comfortable, you're not changing anything, okay? All right, you guys. I can keep rambling on about this stuff because I love talking about it and I want to help. But anyways, I'm going to let you go. Talk to you again. Bye-bye. Questions about today's show? Reach out to Tracy at info at tracycrossley.com. And if you're listening on iTunes, please leave a five-star rating for the show so it can be heard by more people. For all things Tracy, check out tracycrossley.com. <laughs>